0: You're listening to a 95BFM podcast.
1: Any friends, etc. spending more than 30 minutes at the dwelling will need to pay rent. It's a room of one's own with Auckland renters advocate, Celine, on 95BFM. Ah, Celine, how are you, my friend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just saying to Rachel before this that I got locked in my bathroom and had to climb out an
1: escape hatch. So now that I'm out, we're good. <laughs> That's nice to hear. <laughs> good to get out. But quite out the, the vibe to start a week on, eh? <laughs> yeah, I love renting. Oh, here we go. The Listeners love renting too. We've got some crazy questions already from people. Um, somebody wants to know straight off the bat, does their property manager have to notify their flat if their management company gets sold? We just got some crazy correspondence from them under a new company name
0: yeah this is a really good question and something that i wouldn't have necessarily thought through that clearly and it turns out that they do have to let you know so your property manager is considered so if you have a property manager um or management company as kind of um your intermediary they're considered the landlord So if the landlord changes, if the company changes, um, the tenant needs to be notified. So I guess if it's, um, there's different circumstances in which that happens, but if there's a change in company or change in that management, you need to be informed, the tenant needs to receive written notice of who's taking over, their new contact details, any change details, and then when they take over. Uh, so you could see how this is something that might not be understood generally, mm. um, but I would inquire to make sure you get all those details and keep note of the fact that you didn't get that.
1: Um, Absolutely. Do you need to be informed prior to it, or do you need to be informed uh, like when when it's happened? I think it doesn't necessarily specify prior, but it's asking you to
0: know who's taking over and when so I would assume that would <laughs> not be after the fact. It's yeah. already done. Yeah. It's already done. Yeah.
1: Oh well, it wouldn't put it past anyone for that to be the case but no. good to know. Thank you, Celine. What else have we got, Stella? This is a bit of a hackers one. Someone said, my landlord added into the tenancy agreement that they will be staying on the property in their studio for quarterly inspections. They just added that also family might be staying as needed. Is this legal?
0: Yeah, this doesn't sound good to me as a situation Get out. yeah so i um again am just trying to work my way as a geographer through um renting rights so i'm not the expert so with this it's tricky and definitely something that seems like i would be asking some real questions of some expert advocates so i'd be calling totally. the auckland tenants protection association you can go to the citizens advice bureau as well but from what i understand um, there's a mandate really for the tenant having the right to exclusive occupation of the tenancy. So there's a little bit of a precedent for saying you don't want them living on the property in a caravan or in a studio. It's you're, You are paying rent to occupy that whole space. And then the family staying, sometimes it all feels uh, tricky and whether or not um, they do it in a way that is kind of unofficially allowed or something it just doesn't seem like a situation you want to be in
1: I feel like also probably quite crucially with this question is this sounds like something that was added after you'd already had an initial discussion at the very least if not signed something so that's something to probably think about as well it's different I guess if you sign on to a lease and you've already had that chat and you're chill with it and your landlords communicated that and you've agreed to it blah 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 But this is being added into the tenancy is the way they've phrased it. Yeah, no, that's a really good
0: point. So if this is something that's happening when you're agreeing to move in somewhere and you're looking at the tenancy agreement together with them and signing it, I would ask a lot of questions before you sign it. But if, yeah, they're trying to change an agreement you've already signed, they can't do that without your consent. Mm. So
1: that's the main point, really. Totally. Uh, What else have we got here still? Someone said, how many flat inspections are allowed in a year? We are six months into our lease and we've already had three and they're now planning another, which seems excessive. Yeah, this is a really good question. And this is kind
0: of where I got into thinking about Um, tenants advocacy a bit because we had a landlord who was very well intentioned but would come every two months which every eight weeks is already really feels like it comes around constantly oh yeah someone has to be arranged to be home we're all working um but unfortunately what we have basically at the moment is that the maximum frequency frequency for inspections in new zealand is once every four weeks
1: wow that's frequent what (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) so 12 times a year uh, so unfortunately it feels like a lot But it is legal um, I My advice Is that um, Take, because there, there are a Time frames in which there are, They have to follow to alert you That this is going to happen So mm-hmm. at like less than two weeks Notice but more than 48 hours is kind of um, I would check on all of them And keep a good record of what they're doing um, So you know if they're not following that Keep a good records of that and then also, um, you could see if there was a precedent for arguing that they're disrupting your quiet enjoyment. Mm. Um, but it is kind of one of those things that has that four-week number attached to it, which seems outrageous. But totally. a, a major point of um, activist work, I think, in particular. Mm,
1: absolutely. Uh, someone texted us this morning asking, on the topic of no-cause evictions, mm-hmm. which... I've read National wants to bring back. Can you explain what that means and what kind of hoops I might have to get through... Oh, no, it might have to get through to actually come to fruition. Okay, yeah, this
0: is... The no-cause eviction is... So what we have at the moment is we had a amendment that Labor passed in 2021, the uh, Residential Tenancies Amendment Act, which had a few things in it that uh, added more support for renters. And it, um, in my opinion, didn't go far enough at all and needed to be worked on again too, but it's a start. Yeah. Um, and some of the things that included was uh, not having this no-cause eviction. So the idea would be that at the moment... Uh, except for kind of those usual um, clauses or lease clauses, Mm. you can only be evicted outside of those if you, the things around antisocial behaviour, illegal behaviour, not paying rent, there's particular reasons you can be evicted. But they're also quite um, flexible in the sense one of them might be if the landlord wants to move in. So you can see how people can use that kind of widely if they wish to Mm. Um, but there is a justification needed for why you're evicting a tenant. No cause basically means that you can do it whenever and don't have to justify it.
1: You can just say, move out Exactly. Well
0: that's not good No, that's not great. So basically what that does is it means uh, there's been some great stuff written about it by people from Renters United in New Zealand especially in the sense that um, National's framing it as pro-renter somehow. Um, but really what it does is it's negative for renters and landlords because if you're worried about being evicted, you're not going to ask for repairs or talk about what needs to be maintained or totally. kind of do your part of that responsibility bargain to upkeep the house because you're afraid of being evicted.
1: Mm. Which is why it got broadened in the first <laughs> Exactly. So they're
0: talking about re- reversing that Amendment Act I haven't seen it listed in their like 100 day plan yep. so i don't know how quickly that is but i do think that that will be coming down the line. I'm not quite sure where the time frame is for that, but it's something to be resisted for sure.
1: Hmm. Apropos of nothing, uh, go check out your local renters, United Group. Uh, We will put links to the Tamaki one, the Poneki one, which is very active uh, in our podcast after the show. Uh, Good time to know your rights, I reckon. Every day is a good day to know your rights renting in Aotearoa, but... Uh, yeah, if you're worrying about that stuff go, go have a read, Knowledge is Power
0: Yeah, a really good time to get involved with um, renter's work, know your rights and find a uh a good point for people to join together and use the renters power we have in New Zealand we have
1: so many renters yeah and to know what we're just not going to put up with is an important thing totally talk to your neighbours and talk to other people who have the same landlord as you because it's New Zealand it's quite easy to work out some of your uh you know fellow tenants working with the same people so have those conversations Solidarity forever. Thank you, Celine. (laughs) Uh, Cheers, Celine. We will see you in a fortnight. If you have questions for Justine Sachs, our union advocate, you can text them through on 5395, or you can email us, breakfast at 95bfm.com, hit us up on Instagram, uh, and we will ask Justine this time next week. And we will talk to you, Celine, in a fortnight. Cookie day. A plague on both your investment houses. That was a room of one's own, with Auckland renters advocate, Celine
0: that was a 95 bfm podcast support 95 bfm with a b card go to 95bfm.com sign up